What's up, everybody? Michael Nettemeyer here and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know we often talk about not giving up, not quitting, not giving in, continuing to commit and keep pushing toward your goals. Today, we're going to talk about when is it okay to quit? Because it is, contrary to what a lot of people think, a lot of what's out there, at times, it's okay to quit. So let's talk through that. So when would it be okay? And let's just use an example here that you started a business and it's not doing so well. At what point do you throw in the towel and say, this is not what I am supposed to be doing. This business is not what was meant for me to be doing. And I think there's some things you need to look at. One being, let's use an example. If you're in business now and you're in your fifth year, what does your business look like in year five compared to what it looked like in year one? Are you still struggling to make payroll? Are you still, maybe you're the only employee, right? Because that's a big one. You know, it's an interesting statistic, Joe. Most small businesses break even or lose money, and most small businesses don't even have employees, which I find very interesting. That means that they don't really have a business, they have a job. So they own a job, they own a business, but they mainly own the job because if at any point they stopped working and showing up every day, that business does not continue to run. So if we're looking at it from that aspect, when is it okay to throw in the towel? How much progress have you made, though? I mean, are you still living day by day, stressed out constantly that there's not enough money to make rent, to make, you know, to buy whatever you're selling, goods for that, payroll, everything like that? And if the answer is yes, you may need to strongly consider that this might not be what you were meant to do. Would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. And so you need to then ask yourself, why has your business not improved over the last five years is it one looking self-reflecting is it on you is it because you haven't fully committed maybe you've got comfortable as a place to go you got a place to get out of the house for the day you're not really intentional with your time you're not really intentional with growing the business you're just kind of like you're there existing we need to really take some self-accountability at this point and say why isn't my business growing is it something to do with the economy or the market? Oftentimes what I find, though, it's because businesses have a lack of vision. They have a lack of clarity around where they want to go. And then they just show up and kind of exist. And, they, and they're just constantly they get used to, honestly, just barely getting by. So in your instance, you're like, when is it okay for you to quit? What do you I, think? I think it depends on the structure of how you are as a people. Because I think a large percentage of people are not meant to be in sales or not meant to be in business or an entrepreneur. Because I think a lot of people just think, oh, I can work for myself, I can make a lot of money, I can have financial freedom, I can do whatever I want. And there's nothing wrong with being an employee. I think it's just a matter of when you work a sales role or start your own business, you have to make a lot of sacrifices and work on yourself a tremendous amount more than, you know, all your friends and all your family member does. And I think a lot of people don't realize all the work that goes into it. And they think, oh, I'd rather be an entrepreneur or a salesperson versus, oh, I'm going to go get a job and I'll feel like shit because I'm just working a normal job. So I think it's having that differentiating factor on which one is the best for you because we've seen it here so many times where a lot of people think they can do sales, but really they're not meant for it. They're just not cut out. They don't have the self-discipline. They don't have those basic traits and characteristics that someone needs to be successful really in anything because if you think about it, if you quit sales or you quit your business and you go and try to start another business, it really doesn't matter because it's all ultimately the same. It's all about mm-hmm. consistency, discipline, customer service, showing up every day, doing what you need to do. 
And if you can't do that in real estate or you can't do that in selling cars or whatever you sell, chances are you're not going to be able to go and do it in somewhere else. And I know a lot of people always talk about, oh, you need to find your passion and find mm-hmm. your passion. And really, I, I think the biggest thing is you need to find a vehicle and then you can do your passion. Yeah. And then you can make your passion your forefront because a lot of people will just hop from thing to thing to thing and say, oh, I'm just looking to try to find my passion. And really, most of the most successful people in the world started with something that was not their passion. They right. just became very obsessed with the project they were working on, and then they might hover and work on their passion. Like, you look at Elon Musk. He started PayPal. Do you think mm-hmm. an online payment system or software was his passion? Mm-hmm. Probably not. His passion might be space, and now he's flying, trying to go to Mars. Yeah. So it just takes time, and it progresses, but so many people want to find their passion immediately, and I think it's vice versa, and eventually the passion will come in. And then you can work on your passion. I agree. I think that's the biggest lie out there that, you know, find what you love and you never work a day in your life and this and that. And I think for the majority of people, they don't find that ever, to your point. And it's because, like, you might not be passionate about selling houses. I might not have been passionate about selling houses, but we get passionate about those succeeding and getting ahead in life and, and, and elevating our life. So it's important to not realize if you're not passionate about what you do right now, get passionate around becoming the best version of yourself. Get passionate about becoming the number one salesperson in your organization. Get passionate about dominating in life and succeeding at the highest level. And to your point, then you can go find other things to be passionate about once you've got enough money to go do that. Elon Musk couldn't have started SpaceX and Tesla and all these other things without going through PayPal first and making a lot of money at that. So I think that's super important in figuring out, like, for one, you don't have to be necessarily passionate about it, but you have to be prepared to put in long hours. And this is the stuff that's not popular either. Everybody talks about balance and work-life balance and we wanna have this balanced, perfect life. Like it's just so easy to start a business from the ground up and have this perfectly balanced life. It's not. It's gonna take a lot of sacrifice if you want to go achieve things at the highest level. It's not gonna be easy and you can't put in a couple hours a day and then go home and be the perfect spouse and the perfect dad and But what you can do is go focus on your business and grow your business and start getting leverage and start generating income. And then with leverage now, if I have enough money, I can go buy time back to spend with my family. So now listen, if I don't have to cut my grass anymore, I just bought back an hour every Saturday with my family. If I don't have to clean my house anymore, I just bought back another hour every Saturday or two hours, however long it takes. I'm buying time back to go spend quality time with my family because most people think, Quality time is like, well, I just want to be home with my kids and they're sitting on an iPad not even paying attention to you. Is that really quality time? No. How do I go run the biggest business possible to then go have leverage to go then be with my family and be really present in the time I'm with my family? So I think there's a few things there that, one, if your business isn't getting legs and it's not going, let's say you've been doing it for five years, it might be time to like strongly consider that this is not meant to be. Because at that point, if it's not generating income, you're not making any money, it's not a business, it's a hobby. It's a place for you to go every day to say you have a business that's not making any money. It's a hobby. It's not a job. So you owe it to yourself and to your family and to everybody else that believes in you to go figure out something else to do. Because to continue to do that and not change any kind of behavior around it and expect to have a different result, it's just not going to happen. So let's say you're five years in and we're just making up this hypothetical business and you're, you're running into this and you're experiencing that, well, you need to start thinking about what can I do differently to get my business going? So what changes can I make today that can start pushing me potentially into a positive direction? Because you just sit there and be like, well, the economy's kind of down. We still haven't bounced back from COVID fully. You know, make all these excuses when all these other businesses are thriving at the highest level possible. 
you need you owe it to yourself now to, to really have a reality check and figure out what do I want to do? What do I want this business to go? Where do I see it going in a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, or in five years from now, 10 years in now, am I going to be in the same exact spot? Because I can tell you just from personal experience, like to your point, Joe, like growing a bit, there's nothing wrong with being an employee. And that's the other thing I think a lot of people lose sight of is that everybody thinks they have to be this entrepreneur and everybody thinks in order to have wealth, you have to own the business. Well, it's just not true. If you attach yourself to the right company, you can become very, 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 very wealthy without having the financial risk that goes into owning your own business. Because when you own your own business, here's what happens, especially when you start taking on staff and you have office space and you have all this overhead, everybody gets paid first and you get what's left over. And early on, there's months when there's nothing left nothing. over. Or negative. Yeah. Yeah. Or negative, yeah. Or it's costing you to run your business. That's the worst part. I've been there. That's the worst spot to be in where you're physically paying to have your business run. So not only are you not paying yourself, but you pay everybody else. There's no money left over. So now you're taking money that you have in your personal checking account and you're putting it into the business and you're paying to have a business run. That's not a viable business. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do for a very, 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 very long time. And they start to make sense of it. And that's why the majority of businesses break even or lose money. They start to make sense of like, well, you know, just barely getting by. And that's just not a lucrative business. It's not a place you want to be. And it's a spot where you're never going to grow. You're never going to be able to create more opportunity for people. So if you're in that spot right now, you need to start looking at why are you there? Why are you in that spot? What decisions have you made over the last year, two years, five years? that have led you to be at this position where you haven't had any growth. And I think it's important to realize, too, that everybody goes through that that phase. It's not like we're saying, hey, first month in business, you're going to be successful. For some businesses or some people, it might last a year. It could last three years. It could last five years. But ultimately, the goal is to get out of that survival zone as quickly as possible. So then you can start really scaling your business and growing it. And I think everybody kind of knows. You almost have this like feeling that like you know you made it out of the trenches, and now, obviously, you're still going to have struggles, setbacks, difficulties, and points where you, you know, decline, you rapidly grow, but you get kind of get out of the trenches, and you're like, I graduated from the struggle, mm-hmm. and now that you kind of just everybody feels it. So I think it's important to realize that, yes, you're probably going to have a time where you struggle, but it's just getting through that time as quickly as possible, learning from your mistakes, and then moving forward. Yeah, I agree with that. And so that's where I think it's, yeah, it's very important to think about this too, like looking at where is your business now in comparison to when you started. And even though your business might not be super, super profitable, do you have staff now? Is your business running more automatically when you're not having to be there for 10, 12 hours a day? So those are all things to look at as well. Are you heading in a positive direction? Even though you might not be, you're, you might not have achieved your five-year goal or your seven-year goal or your 10-year goal, is it moving in a positive direction? Or are you in the exact same spot as you were five years ago? Because that's when it's a problem. If, if, I have, if I'm five years in and I have no staff, I have no growth, I haven't done nothing, and I'm still struggling to even get by, well, it might be time to like have a real reality check on, is this what I'm meant to be doing? Or is there something else out there that I'm not pursuing right now because for whatever reason I'm stuck in this thinking that I'm going to make this work? Because the probability is you probably won't. If you haven't figured it out in five years and you've had zero growth and zero any kind of positive impact, let's just be honest. Like, Do you really think it's going to happen? Probably not, especially Probably with like not. all the technology. There's so many resources too available to us. I can see how like if you started a business maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, it might have taken a heck of a lot longer, but now there's so much technology. You can literally go on the internet and find anything. There's 
AI now where you can type in questions, mm-hmm. get answers immediately, ask them how do you start a business, problems, and you can literally get any answer. So I think it's almost inexcusable not to be able to figure it out in at least five years. Yeah, I agree with that. Use real estate, for example. Let's just say you're in your fifth year of real estate and you're selling two houses a year. Should you be in the business? I guess it depends on your price point. Right? And it depends really on, on your income goal, though, honestly. So yeah, it depends, it depends on your goal. Your think, like yeah. If your goal is to make ten grand a year as a real estate agent, you're doing it, and you're happy with it, awesome, great. If your goal is to make $250,000 a year, and you're making $10,000 a year five years in, you need to strongly consider, like, what am I doing, and why am I not coming anywhere close to what my income goal is? And why haven't I figured out a way to sell more than two houses a year within five years? Oftentimes, it's because the, the want or the desire really isn't strong enough to really want to go do that. You haven't taken the time to invest in learning, like, what do successful realtors do that can go make $250,000? Because that's the first thing I would be looking at. I would go find every person I know that's making at least $250,000, if that's my income goal, and see what are they doing? What are they doing differently? What does their day look like? Who's in my office making the income that I want to make? What are their habits? What do they do every day? Do they show up to the office every day? Are they prospecting every day? Are they lead generating every day? What are the daily disciplines that they're doing every single day that can... In turn, I might be able to implement in my own business, in my own life, to go have a similar result. But I feel like a lot of people won't do that. They just sit back and say, well, it's just not for me, or it's just this or that, or it's just hopefully it works out one day. Exactly, because I think if someone was doing exactly everything that they should be doing, then they wouldn't have the problem that they were in. They'd be succeeding. Yeah. So it's just it's all about that. I think nine times out of ten, it's they're not doing the work, or they're just deciding to turn a blind eye at and just say, oh, you know what, I'm doing everything I can. And we've seen it multiple times in real estate where people come into the business, they're like, oh, it's just not for me. It's like, well, you've worked 10 hours the past five weeks. Yeah. Is it really not for you or do you just not know how to work? <laughs> yeah. And then they go and work a part-time job and work 40 hours a week. Yeah. And get a fraction of what they could have been making. Right. Yeah. So many people will go trade a 40, 40 hours of their week every week to make $17 an hour. But they would not put that same 40 hours into a sales role or a real estate role where they have the potential to make $400 an hour or $40 an hour even or $60 an hour or $80 an hour. So it's one of those the things The only reason why, too, is because it's delayed gratification. Yeah. They're not going to see the money today. Right. They might not see it tomorrow. They'll see it in three months. Yeah. They'll see it in six months. But it's all about how can I get that now money. And that's why so many people fail, I think, because it's short-term thinking. It's short-term thinking. They're chasing the immediate. And that's where I feel most people give up what they want most for what they want now. So it's, well, I can go out and make 100 bucks today or 200 bucks today, so I'm going to go DoorDash or do this or do that, rather than set, keeping my sights on the big picture. What is my big picture? What is my end goal? What is my income goal for the year? If, they, if, if I focus on the big picture, I'm not so concerned about what I need today. Because I know if I stay consistent and do the things I'm supposed to be doing, and people on listening right now might be asking, well, they might be brand new. Any business, what should you be doing? What should be the primary focus of any business that you have? What should it be? It should be lead generation. You need to constantly be generating enough leads to come into your business. So that needs to be a focal point and a pillar and, a, and really like a core value of your business is I lead generate for new potential opportunities every single day. And so don't focus on the lack of, go focus on what do I need to be doing more of to go push my business forward to make sure I can keep propelling it. And to be honest, if, you've, if you're five years in and you haven't figured it out, it's probably not for you. I'm just being honest. Like if you haven't figured it out and you've had no future growth, you've had no trajectory of growth, you're in the same exact spot, it's a hobby. You know, it's a hobby. It's like, what's his name? O'Leary says, take it out, 
Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank. He's like, take it out back behind the bar and shoot it. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> exactly. all it's doing is it's preventing you from finding that next opportunity that you might be great at. And so, and I think there's a big difference, too, between giving up on something and calling it a failure. Let's say you, you give up on this opportunity and you find that next thing and you just take it and run with it and it just goes, right? You're not going to fail unless you stop trying. So don't stop trying. Just go figure out what you're supposed to be doing and go make it happen. But having honest reflection on why isn't this working, because oftentimes the reason that something's not working, it falls on us. It falls on us as the individual because we're, we're, for whatever reason, not doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing every day. We're putting something off. We're pushing it aside and saying, well, I'll get to it next week. And all that's going to happen is your just life's going to repeat the same life over and over and over. Every day is going to look the same without any kind of growth, any kind of, any kind of upside potential to what your life looks like. Have you ever seen those people that go to the gym where maybe you, you go to the same gym for a few years and they're there almost every day that you go to, but they make zero progress at all? Like yeah. the way they have the same body composition, never look different, never make any changes. And I think it's the same thing in business. It's just they're going through the motions. They yeah. don't have any intention. They're not tweaking their diet to eat better, to have more intense workouts, to you know do more reps, do more sets lift heavier mm-hmm. same thing with business is just a lot of people just go through the motions and expect it to happen but you have to be very intentional you have to really push yourself to the limits to see more results yeah you're right and it's because it's probably not bad enough their situation isn't bad enough to want to make any change exactly i go to the gym i get my 30 45 minutes of exercise in i feel good about it they're not seeing any kind of positive change or to your point but it's also you know i'm doing enough i'm getting by you know i'm not gaining weight so, yeah, it's, that's, you're absolutely right. It's the same with business. It's like, well, my business is going. It hasn't grown in five years. Nothing's changed, but, but I'm it's going not to terrible. Work. Yeah. yeah, going yeah. to work. I got something to do. Yeah. So I think, too, that's part of it. Because I think people, too, they get, they get confused, too. They're like, well, why do I need all this? Why do I need, you know, my, my goal is not to have tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars or flying private jets or have these cars. Like, I don't want that. That's fine. That's not your goal. That's cool. What is your goal? So figure it out. And that's where I'm, I'm all about just not working to an income. It's working to your potential. So if I have more to give, why wouldn't I want to go do more? That's the way I look at things. It's like if I have more to give and there's more opportunity to create and I can go impact more people's lives, why would I not want to do that? And so I think a lot of people cop out behind that. And I hear a lot, too, with people like they'll say, like, well, I have kids. I don't have time for this. You know, I've got children and this and that. That should be even more of a motivating reason to go figure out how to scale your business and get a lot of leverage so you can spend way more time with your kids. I see a lot of super successful people that have ample amounts of time to spend with their children and their family because they're highly leveraged. They're the people making the important decisions. They're not the people sitting at the office for 12 or 14 hours a day. They were in the beginning when they started, but they figured out a way to get enough leverage to where they're not having to be at sitting at a desk all day. They're making big decisions and help focus on growth of a company and they have a lot more time to go spend with their kids. And so I feel like people cop out behind that all of the time as well. Or they say, well, I don't have time. Or they blame their kids for their inaction. Like, that's the worst thing I've heard. You know, well, if I didn't have kids, I would be super successful. I hear it all the time when people are like, well, if I didn't have kids, I'd be very wealthy. Well, you do have kids, so go be very wealthy with kids. And what kind of example are you setting for your kids, too? They're going to see, oh, my dad was not successful because of me. <laughs> And you yeah. know, like you're setting a horrible example for your kids. Like obviously every parent wants their kids to be successful, usually to do better than they did. And what kind of example are you setting for them when you just say, you know what, I have, you know, I have you guys now. I have to yeah. take care of you. Yeah. So I'm not going to live my fullest potential. I gave up on my goals because I had you. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. 
Yeah. So to your point, yeah. What does that look like? Like, so don't put your kids. If you're that type of person that's been saying that, and and and, and, and not that you're a bad person for saying that, because you're probably saying it not even really thinking about the consequence of what you're saying. But your children should be an ultimate motivator to want to go do more, create more, be more, be the best version of yourself, set the best example for your kids, be able to provide everything you can for your kids. Like that, for me, is like everything I didn't get as a child, and I had a good childhood, but why can't I go do more so that way my kids can have everything that maybe I didn't get as a child? Like I never wanted for anything. I came up, you and I grew up pretty similar. I never starved. You know what I mean? And honestly, in, in growing up kind of in a middle-class family is almost harder than being poor. In some aspects, you know, like you see what, you see what, I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's so comfortable. I think that you yeah. really don't you don't feel the need that where you have to be way better or go way worse. You're yeah. just very comfortable, and a lot of people don't have a problem with it. So they're just like, I want to stay where I'm at my entire life until I die. Exactly. And that's fine. It's just I think it's the ability to want more. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that most people are a slave to money their entire life mm-hmm. instead of making money their slave. Yeah. And then that's how you said, like, people buy their time back because they make money their slave instead of being a slave to the money and constantly having to work for it. Right. Yeah, so many people. Seventy Over 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck. So think about that. They go to work to a job they hate every single day to get enough money to be able to afford a house, provide for their family, this and that. But they never figure out how to go make their money work for them to where they don't have to be tied to that. Because that's the ultimate goal is, one, like earned income. Earned income is great. And we're getting off subject here a little bit, but let's think about this. Earned income. If you're a high earned income person, let's say you make $500,000 a year at your job, and you get hit by a bus and you can't work anymore, what happens? Your income stops, All right, especially in sales. Let's say you're in a sales role. Hit by a bus, in the hospital, can't work for four or five months because your legs are broken, your back's broken, all this and that. Your income stops. So if you're a high-income earning individual, you owe it to yourself to go get enough passive income to where if your income stops, you have enough passive income to sustain your lifestyle. So that's to your point about putting your money to work for you, and that's where a lot of people don't do that either because what happens is when their income goes up, their lifestyle goes up. And that's one thing I think you've done really well, Joe, is your income has increased over the last couple of years. Your lifestyle really hasn't increased all that much. You bought a house, right, but your lifestyle... And you bought a car. Yeah, your lifestyle is increased. No, a little bit. It's but in, yeah. <laughs> strategically. But, but, yes. Right. Exactly. But no, I'm, I'm joking with him there. But really, his lifestyle has not elevated to the level that a lot of people making the money you make now would have elevated to. Yes. We're right? not paycheck to paycheck. It's mm-hmm. still making saving a priority because, like you said, if you never do that, even if you're a $500,000 earner, a million dollar earner, you see those people go broke all the time. All the time. Because they yeah. never have a plan. They never... Right set things up like they should be yeah and next thing you know they're 65 and they're still having to work really 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 hard because they got a mountain of debt they've got houses they have to pay for they've got boats they've got all this stuff and all that stuff is fine if your passive income's paying for it so that's something to think about as well if your earned income is paying for all of your toys that is a problem because if your income stops you're in a lot of trouble so i would be looking at that from that aspect as well if you're a business owner and you're thriving right now and you've got a lot of income coming in, what are you doing with that income? Are you out there immediately buying the toys, looking flashy, buying the nice cars, trying to look like a big baller, buying the watches, buying all the stuff, which I like all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. And I want passive income to pay for all of that. So if you're not doing that, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family because you're really putting your family in a bad spot as well because if your income stops, they're going to be affected by it more than anybody. So things to think about, when to quit, when to stick. I'm a big believer that keep sticking to it and figure out if it's not working, figure out a way to make it work. If you're enjoying what you're doing and, and you like doing it, you like being your own boss, figure out a way to make it work. 
but don't be afraid to to go attach hitch onto somebody's wagon that maybe is doing it at a high level and you can go make a ton of money and then you can go generate a lot of passive income from the earn income you're earning like this whole notion that everybody needs to be their own boss is just crazy it's ridiculous and everybody goes out and does it and that's why a high probability or a high proportion of people end up not making money ever at it so i would much rather work for somebody and doing something i enjoy and make a ton of money and be able to go have you can still have your own businesses too because you can go buy investment properties you can do other things there but don't be a feel like you have to do it like just because it's the popular thing to do and everybody on instagram is doing it exactly well and there's a good book too it's called linchpin by seth godin where he talks about basically how can you become super valuable in an organization where if you were pulled out of it, everything would collapse or you're so valuable that the yeah. business cannot lose you. So basically at that point, then you can dictate whatever price you want Yeah. because if they lost you, then boom, everything's gone or not everything, but a large portion of that organization takes a big beating. So I think it's important that if you're not an entrepreneur, how can you become that linchpin mm -hmm. for whatever business you decide to work at? And, and all goes back to just working on yourself because the more you work on yourself, the more valuable you are to the marketplace. If you look at all these companies doing layoffs right now, who do you think they're laying off? Not the linchpins. No. All the people that they're cutting the fat. Yeah. Yeah, they're not cutting the <laughs> they're not cutting the people that are important to the company. They're cutting the people that yeah. And so that's a really good point that and that's the thing where I think a lot of people don't think about that either. They go into a job and they think about, well, I'm getting paid X to do this job. I'm not gonna do any more, I'm not gonna do any less. Five o'clock on Friday, I'm done. I'll think about it. I'll pick it back up on Monday. There's five other things I need to do right now or should do, but it's five o'clock. It's Friday. I'm out of here. All right. Is that the type of mindset that's going to have you become a linchpin, as Joe just mentioned, in a business? The answer is no. So when it comes time to do layoffs, who do you think they're going to let go? Are they going to let go of the person that leaves at five o'clock and forgets about it until Monday? Are they going to? Yeah, the answer is yes. They're not going to let go of the person that's staying late, getting things done, making an impact, helping to push the organization forward. And do you think, and I talk about this a lot, if you're working a job, and let's just say you show up right on time, you leave right on time every day, you don't do anything extra, you don't really do anything to help the company, you just do the bare minimum to get by and keep your job. Well, you're not gonna get ahead because you're not doing enough to get ahead. You're getting paid the exact amount of money that is required to have somebody in this role. But if you're the person that's showing up early, staying late, doing more than you're paid to do, eventually somebody's going to notice and you're probably going to start getting compensated more. You're probably going to start getting more opportunity. You're probably going to start getting promotions. You're probably going to start moving up in the company. But the biggest problem that most people have is like, well, that's not my job. You hear it all the time. Well, that's not my, my job title. That's not in my lane. That's out of my lane. Who cares? Go do it. Go do whatever they asked you to do, even though you're not getting paid for it. Because people are like, well, I'm not getting paid to do that. <laughs> well, no shit. But go do it anyway, right? And then if you can become valuable enough to your company, eventually they're going to figure out and be like, whoa, this person really does a lot. We need to consider putting them in a different role or moving them up or doing this or that. But most people won't do that because they cop out and say, yeah, that's, that's not my role. Well, I don't get paid for It's back to short-term thinking. They're yeah. just thinking about right now. I want to get paid right yeah. now for doing this extra work instead right. of thinking, hey, in a year from now or two years from now, if I do all this extra work, what if I was able to double my salary or double exactly. my income? Right. Because the business is going to see that value. And I think a lot of people get nervous, too. They're like, well, what if the business doesn't notice I do it? Well, and if they don't notice after you know six months or a year and you're really going above and beyond, then maybe you're at the wrong organization. Right. But at least you're building that habit of going above and beyond and doing the extra step that you don't need to do. And then that way, when you move to that next company or organization, immediately you can start doing the things you were before and then get that recognition and become that linchpin and then mm -hmm. really increase your income and your value. Yeah. 
And what if you were doing that and they weren't recognizing it and you went to them and said, listen, I feel like I'm doing, you know, I'm doing this, 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 and this. I'd like a raise. And you present a reason why you want to raise. And they say no. And you leave and their company crumbles because you were a linchpin. Or chances are they're going to say yes. But if they say no, maybe you weren't a linchpin. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, they're like, no, go ahead. Get out of here. Go on to your next opportunity. They don't care if you go. And when you leave, nothing changes in the organization because we've had that too. We let people go and nothing changes because they weren't doing anything. Yes. Right? So <laughs> people oftentimes think they're more valuable than they are. So I think it's having a self-awareness around that as well that am I really doing a lot to push this company forward? And if I am, that value will be recognized, I promise you. And you're going to become, to your point, a linchpin and invaluable to that company where they're going to say, you know what, we couldn't, we can't lose this person. We can't afford to lose this person. Let's do what we have to do, to, whatever we have to do to keep them. But most people won't get there because yeah. you're right. It's short-term thinking. Well, I don't get paid for that. Why would I do that? Well, you're never going to get paid more than that because you're not willing to go do more. So I think that's really important. And I know we kind of bounced around there today, but very important to figure out when is it time to stick and when is it time to quit. It's not time to quit when you're three months in or six months in or a year in and constantly be looking at, am I having forward momentum in my business? Is my business progressing? Did my business get better this year than it was last year? Am I adding more staff to my business that are helping me to provide more leverage to push my business forward? Because ultimately, anytime you create a business, if you don't have a business where you can't step out of it, like if you can't step out of your business for a day or a week or a month, you don't really have a business, you have a job. So think about that too. Build a business where you can step out of it for a month and it will continue to run without it. How do you step out of it for three months and it continues to run without you? That should be the focus of every business owner out there is how do I build a solid enough system and put the right people in place to where I can step out of it and this thing just goes. Because that's a business. If you don't have that, you have what's called a job where you have to go trade your time every single day for money rather than building a system that's going to work constantly for you whether you're there or not and so that comes with time and that doesn't start overnight but it starts with having the good habits of what do i want to do what do i need to do every single day to start building my business and then you start to get the capital to be able to hire the leverage to keep the system going so when is it okay to quit it's up to you really do you see your business moving forward or do you see as in the last five years nothing has changed and if you don't make a change now most likely nothing's going to change in the next five years